fewer and fewer people are predicting a recession. There, there's talk of a soft landing. There's talk of the Fed may, uh, you know, the economy is still strong. It has, we haven't mm. seen, and everyone talks about the lag effect of interest, monetary policy, right? So it could be we just haven't seen it yet. But for the time being, this, the consumer is still spending. The economy is very strong, and it's hard to it's hard to see the uh, Fed lowering rates anytime soon. You're listening to IBKR Podcasts. Find more conversations at ibkrpodcasts.com. Please remember any trading discussions are for information purposes only and are not intended to portray recommendations. Please listen to further disclosures at the end of today's episode. Now, welcome to our show. Welcome to this podcast from Interactive Brokers. Joining me, Andrew Wilkinson, to discuss the disruption in the U.S. Treasury market of late is head of electronic fixed income trading here at Interactive Brokers, Joe Park. Welcome, Joe. Thank you, Andrew. Good to be here. So, Joe, can you put into context the rough ride investors have faced during the past month and identify what's caused it? How have yields moved? Give us some sense of the magnitude of the problem here. Sure. I mean, if you look at the the yield curve overall, and I, I tend to look at uh, the two-year versus the 10-year, um, the yields on the two-year note in the last month or so have, have moved from 498 down to 464, back up to 498, which is a fairly large move for a short-term instrument. The 10-year, you know, also a little more volatile uh, in general, given the maturity, but, you know, 407 to 375, back to 434, which is, you know, up near a new high. The that's, two- that's the highest in what, Joe? It's 2007, I think. Wow. So about 16 years. Yeah. So, and if you look at like the twos ten spread, the you know, sort of the, the it's inverted as you know. It went from ninety basis points to one hundred and four down to sixty five. So you know, just big moves, and you know, it's just a lot of volatility for for many many reasons. So what's changed? Are we suddenly expecting more interest rate increases from the Fed? No, I don't think so. I think you know the the Fed has stated they will be data dependent, and the market is predicting that there will be one more. Uh, Fed hike, um, most likely next month. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, most likely in November. Um, no, no hikes expected in September. But so you're not looking for, uh, you know, a digital hike. You can't rule it out. But you know, there there are a couple of factors that come into play here, and um, you know, one of them is supply. The market, the Treasury, really surprised the market when it uh, announced that the size of the quarterly refunding was was how big it was going to be and uh, how much cash it needed to raise. Also, the economy, you know, continues to impress. It's very strong. The other thing is on July July 31st, if I'm not mistaken, the Bank of Japan. Um, raise the cap on on their bonds, bond yields from 50 basis points to uh, to 100 basis points. And the concern there is the reason that spooks the market is because Japanese uh, investors are big buyers of U.S. treasuries. If the Bank of Japan is sort of loosening that cap and allowing rates to rise, then Japanese investors will be incentivized to buy Japanese bonds and less and fewer treasuries, which would cause you know uh, uh, yields to rise. So, so you've not only got the issue of more supply in the United States to fund a yawning deficit, but now Japanese buyers are more interested in buying Japanese bonds. Correct. And, and I would add one other thing there, or well, two other things, really. Um, there's a higher inflation premium being demanded by uh, by investors in general, um, given how much we've seen rates move in the in the last uh, year and a half. And secondly, dealers t- are committing less risk capital to the market. So, you know, if they're going to execute trades on behalf of clients, they're getting in and out of those positions first. There's nobody there sort of backstopping the market. They'll just, they'll trade out of as quickly as they can. And that increases the amount of volatility in the market. 
So we, we've had this uh, recent phrase, higher for longer. I think they call it H4L. Is the, is the market getting used to this now? I, I think so. I think that's, uh, it's going to be hard. The Fed may not go much further in terms of rate hikes, maybe just one more, maybe maybe two, who knows. But but the expectation is going to be that the rates will stay there for quite a long time. What on the economic front is leading to the to support the view that interest rates need to stay higher for longer? I mean, we've looked at the labor market, but we've also been focused on a recession. Is the recession coming? Is that yeah, also behind this? You know, fewer and fewer people are predicting a recession. Mm. Um, there, there's talk of a soft landing. There's talk of um, the Fed may. Uh, you know, the economy is still strong. It has, we haven't mm-hmm. seen, and everyone talks about the lag effect of interest of monetary policy, right? So it could be we just haven't seen it yet. But for the time being, this, the consumer is still spending and the economy is very strong. And it's hard to, it's hard to see, and see the uh, Fed lowering rates anytime soon. So the yield curve has gone up at the front end, uh, but they're really expecting the same number of hikes, but it's just that the back end has really taken the Correct. pain here. Correct. So can you elaborate, Joe, on, on the impact across the different bond markets, maybe treasuries, corporates, or munis? Where, where, where have people been getting hurt? Well, in corporate bonds, well, certainly in treasuries, you, you know, there was, you didn't necessarily get hurt, but there was certainly a lot of volatility. So you, you your point of entry and exit is very challenging uh, to pick because you know you can easily get whipsawed in the marketplace. Mm. As far as corporate bonds, corporate bonds, investment grade corporate bonds basically track stocks. So if, uh, if stocks go go lower, uh, credit spreads will widen out, and the corporate so corporate bond prices will go lower. I I don't really see much of a correlation with munis. Uh, that's kind of I, I really. I, Think that's about it on that. So, Joe, is the is the Treasury market leading the stock market lower in that sense? I, I think they're independent. I, I don't think that they're really that highly correlated. Um, I just think the volatility in um, the volatility in the Treasury market is, is problematic. I don't see it necessarily leading the stock market, but the stock market does lead the corporate bond market. And again, economic strength kind of filters through here. That seems to be the right. winning trade, right? Right. So finally, then, with yields at the highest in what did we say, sixteen years? Yeah. Does it feel like the, the the bond market is currently a good place to be? Well, there's certainly a lot of interest in getting and capturing some yield. And, you know, treasuries, if you buy shorter duration treasuries, you're going to get your money back in some reasonable period of time and you're going to capture some yield along the way. So th- there is definitely uh, some appeal to the, sh- the shorter end of the curve. Um, as far as the, the longer end of the curve, from a personal standpoint, I, I don't know that the Fed is, I think it's going to be very hard for the Fed to get inflation down further from here. And I don't know, even given the, the strength of the consumer, are they ever going to stop spending? I mean, you go out, <laughs> you go out anywhere, just go out locally to a restaurant or a shopping center, and and the the number of people out and spending is, is just incredible to me. Mm. Um, and then you know the other thing that concerns me is uh, you know uh, with higher interest rates and all this bo- borrowing, our deficits are getting much much larger. Uh, I don't know what the long uh, long term implication of that is for. The economy overall and for the market, but it certainly is something that would make me worry. My thanks to Joe Burke. Thanks for popping in, Joe. Don't forget to check out more of our podcast channel and to leave us a review wherever you download your podcast from. Thank you very much, Joe. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for listening to IBKR Podcasts. As always, we have more episodes at ibkrpodcasts.com. And if you're interested in learning more about interactive brokers, visit ibkr.com. We offer more trading education materials such as webinars at ibkrwebinars.com, financial and economic commentary at tradersinsight.news. 
market-related courses at tradersacademy.online, and quant-related articles at ibkrquant.com. The analysis in this material is provided for information only and is not and should not be construed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy any security. To the extent that this material discusses general market activity, industry or sector trends, or other broad-based economic or political conditions, it should not be construed as research or investment advice. To the extent that it includes references to specific securities, commodities, currencies, or other instruments, those references do not constitute a recommendation by IBQR to buy, sell, or hold such investments. The material does not and is not intended to take into account the particular financial conditions, investment objectives, or requirements of individual customers. Before acting on this material, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and it's necessary, seek professional advice.